1: It's May 4th, 2021, and this is episode 67 of the Context and Clarity Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, you need to know that my goal, the reason that I record these episodes every day, is to inspire you to start the thought process and to spark conversation, maybe even to stir the pot sometimes. I want you to think about and to explore these topics further, and I want to do something to help you build a better, stronger practice. Yesterday, we kicked off the week by asking, should there be a national or even international licensure? In yesterday's episode, I focused a lot on the difficulty of getting to that point. So I want to make sure that we focus enough on the possibilities. What doors would this idea open? What would become easier? How would things improve in some areas? Would it be so bad if we had some leveling up? I want to know where you think the opportunities are if there were national or even international licensure. If you missed yesterday's episode or you want to dig deeper into this particular topic, here's what you need to do. First, go back and listen to episode 66. Second, go to the Entree Architect Community Facebook group and watch the recording of the live Context and Clarity conversation. Now, even if you're not a Facebook person, I'd still encourage you to make the Entree Architect Community Facebook group the one place that you do go on Facebook. In fact, I have an easy link that you may be interested in. I use it to take me straight to the group so that I don't have to see any other part of Facebook. If you're interested, that link is entrearchitect.com slash group. That's it, it's super simple and it takes you right there. So think about using that link and think about joining the group, and think about adding to some of those live conversations. Now, today at 4 p.m. Eastern, we'll take things in a completely different direction. You may think that a national or international license could make you more competitive, or you may think it would make competition more difficult. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't even enter into the equation for you, but that was my segue to talking about competition. Today's question is about competing for projects and specifically the RFP process. I'm guessing that you're familiar, but in case you're not, it's the request for proposal process. So here's the question. Do you respond to an RFP if you don't know who your competitors are? Someone in the Entree Architect community asked this question a couple of weeks ago, and the comments and conversation that followed were fascinating. Helping firms compete happens to be a special focus of mine, so I love the question. For me, the most important question to ask really needs to come earlier in the process. And questions like this, all the questions like this, are part of your go, no-go process. Do you have one of those? If you're not familiar with the term, it's pretty self-explanatory. Your go, no-go process literally tells you whether or not you're going to compete for this next project. So as an example, one question in your process may be, do we know who we're competing against? And if you answer that question as a no, that may cause you to lean towards no-go or not responding to that RFP. On some level, it really is that simple. But I said, I think there's a question that needs to be asked earlier. Every go-no-go process I've ever seen asked one or more of these questions. The first one is, did we know about the RFP before it came out? The second is, do we know someone on the selection committee for this project that let us know about the RFP and when it was coming out? And the third is, did we help write the RFP? Without getting too deep into this, for this to still be a short-form podcast, let me just say that the question from that list that you do use in your go, no-go process has a direct correlation to your success rate as you compete for RFPs. I can even show you the statistics. So whether it's one of those questions or the question about knowing who your competitors are, it's important that you have a clearly defined strategy when it comes to competing. Now, I also know that you may be listening to this thinking, I don't ever want to compete in an RFP or an RFQ process. If that's the case for you, and there's definitely nothing wrong with that, but if that's the case for you, simply translate this into how you decide whether or not to take this project. It's the same thing. Ultimately, we're talking about managing time and effort and resources in a way that not only gives us the greatest likelihood of success, But that also makes us more efficient and allows us to spend more time doing what we get paid to do. So there it is. I'll be interested to hear what you do, how you make decisions, and what guides you. Give it some thought and join me this afternoon. Let's see where this Context and Clarity conversation goes today. If you want more of the Context and Clarity podcast delivered to you every weekday, Subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. And if you love content like this, check out Gable Media. It's the multimedia network for people that care about the built environment. And it's the home of context and clarity. With Gable's growing family of podcasts and video channels, I know you'll find something there that interests you. You can learn more at gablemedia.com. And in the meantime, I hope you'll join me and the Entree Architect community on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern so we can help each other find more clarity around the topics that matter most, no matter what your context is. I've mentioned it to my
0: family, but in terms of telling people like, oh, yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects